Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Does anyone actually know what's going on here? I literally have no idea. Help. Twenty whatever. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hello. And welcome back to Twenty Whatever. Woohoo! Paloma's saying it for the first time. Ah, how you feeling, girl? It feels great. <laughs> you know, it's funny. In our first couple episodes, since you know I had done this before, I kind of felt like I had to be the one to like drive it. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. And yes. now I'm like, take the wheel. Yeah. Take. I just I, let me be the passenger. We definitely. I think for sure. I appreciate it. Because I was like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, I'm here. And like, yeah, we've done this. But like, mm, yeah, we haven't really done it. But now I'm like, let's do this. We got it. We got it. We're good. I feel like we've hit our stride. For sure. For sure. For sure. I know. I feel like once we're we're done shooting like one episode, we're like, okay, n- can we shoot another? Do we, right, do, yeah. like, should we do another one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to squeeze in. Um, Which we'll see if we feel that way today. Oh. Because this episode is going to get personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think someone's feelings are going to get a little hurt. Yeah. Present. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm like okay here we go but remember you uh, others opinions no what is it what's my saying what's my saying it's like what other people think of you is none of your business but right yes. now it really is <laughs> so go drive captain you are the captain of the ship we're going to be reacting and reading your assumptions about us we asked on Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, go follow us at 20 Whatever Podcast. We do a lot of polls and stuff on there. So we asked you guys, what are some of your assumptions about the three of us as a group, as individuals? And um, why are my paws sweating? <laughs> like literally they're, sweating. They're a little unhinged. I only yeah. I only looked at them a little bit. So Jess compiled all of them. So we've seen some of them, but like we 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 don't exactly know what she picked and what's coming. But I mean, some of them were like so sweet. Some of them were a little brutal. And we picked from all, we picked a good variety. There was a lot. We had a ton of submissions, like a ton. Yay. Which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and we want to do more episodes like this that involve you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're pretty much going to source everything for that from the 20 whatever Instagrams. Yes. Follow that. Should we just. How are we doing this? Should we get right into it? I know. I was like, let's just rip the bandaid off. Let's just start this. Yeah, actually see. How 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 are we going about this? Would you like to pick a category? Ooh, it's oh, like smarter yes. than a fifth grader. We have categories. <laughs> I'm gonna lose. Give me computer. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one. Uh, one of you was hesitant to commit to the podcast. Oh, ooh. ooh. I think 
I don't think you ever were, right? No, I was ready. I was going, I was like, <laughs> yeah. balls to the wall, let's go. <laughs> I think that I was a hair hesitant because I understood that doing a podcast meant like people involved in my life and stuff like that. And I was just a little anxious to see what this meant, you know? Like the response. Yeah, the, yeah. Res- the response. Is, yeah, absolutely. I feel like after we had all talked about it and you kind of like, you know, got your bearings about like what it could mean. You right. were like ready, ready to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And honestly, I think that that hesitation was kind of a confirmation that like you really were thinking through it mm-hmm. because I think if it was an immediate like, oh, my gosh, of course I want to do this. It's like, have you thought about the right. ra- what what the ramifications could be? And, you know, living such a, pr- a public life is a blessing and a struggle. Right. And so I just I think you having that that time to think about it and process it made me feel confident like okay Paloma you know what you're getting into here and you right. want you want to right yeah. right correct yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> that was okay that was okay we're, we're getting that one, that one didn't hurt that, too that much one, that one was, that was, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. slight work slight work another one about the podcast uh you think your 30s and beyond will be easier no Ooh. no I think that my teens were by far the hardest part of my life mm-hmm. I think like right now I am in a much better place with my mental health than I was at a teenager. So I'm hopeful that it will continue to get better. I think my 20s are way harder than my teen teenage mm. years. Like, I feel like I am constantly going through it. Yeah. So there's nothing really to say that, like, my 30s won't be like this or harder. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know why, honestly, why I think that they're not going to be. It just, I don't feel like life gets gets easier. I just think that it's just like every day at a time and there's new struggles that come up with mm-hmm. every age. And I'm sure that at 30, I I'm not might not be having the same struggles as now, but there'll be new things where it's like, I have a kid and I'm like, I don't want them to feel pain. And like, that's a certain, like, I'm not the one being bullied or something like that, but right. my kid and you're right. seeing them go through that. So I'm sure that that will bring another layer of difficulties yeah i think also the old the older you get the more life experience you have which means you have a wider perspective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think the wider your perspective the easier it is to look at things and be like okay this isn't life ending the way i thought it was Mm -hmm. like when i was a teenager everything that happened to me was the end of the world yeah because my life experience i mean yeah but my life experience (laughs) was so so small that i didn't have the scope to look and be like but like, look at how much else is going on and yeah. and this will pass so quickly. And so I think now it's a lot easier for me to, like, have perspective on things. And I hope that'll get better as I get older. Yeah. You're, you're right about that. Having more perspective and more understanding that, oh, my gosh, this, this isn't the end of the world. I, I can be like, take a step back and a breather and be like, OK, we're good. You're just going to get through it. Yep, yeah. Because you've done it before. Exactly. Also feel like the work you do in your 20s it will help you into your 30s, right? Mm, like That too. And, I, that, and I'm thinking about my life now, right? Like, okay, there are a lot of things that I know that I need to get a handle on <laughs> before, you know, I move on into my 30s and, you know, 40s and et cetera, that if I don't handle, it's just going to get worse and it's going to get harder. So you're doing the work now to hopefully make the road ahead a little easier. Definitely. Yep. Oof, damn. All right, so here's one for group dynamics. Sierra is the oldest, Ryan is the middle, and Paloma is the youngest. (laughs) Wrong. I'm the oldest, aren't I? Yeah, Yeah. I think we're all within six months of each other. Yeah. Right? Because I'm January. But but you're... You're 95. I'm 95. Because you're December, right? November. November. Yeah. Mm -hmm. November, January. January. April. I'm the baby. Yeah. (gasps) Wow. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. I'm the baby. (laughs) 
Well, it's also interesting because we all are, we're only six, the, the range right. between the three of us is six months. So it's not as big of like an age dynamics thing. Whereas I think if we were like three years apart, four years apart, right. it could play in more. Right. So that's like, I guess, okay, they probably assume that you're the oldest because you have a baby and whatever, you're yeah. a mom. That's fine. But I wonder what, how they determined the rest, like the the ranking of that. Yeah. What happened? Look at me. I'm baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and Sierra, this one is for you. It's uh, that Ryan and Sierra would have been those theater kids who perform in Denny's. Oh, that is so cringe. Guilty. <laughs> Never. No? No, no way. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm, I was not the type to, like, stand on the table. But you went to Denny's. I was there. You were there, but you oh, weren't singing. I was there, but I was not singing. Oh, really? Mm-mm. I Wait, totally would think you would. No. See, we weren't Denny's. We were Coco's. Okay. We did Denny's. Yeah, or like we did IHop, Denny's or IHOP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did IHOP a couple times, but our our like spot was Coco's. Um, and they like they knew, but th- I think maybe because Coco's isn't like a huge chain, right? No, and smaller. I and they took the ones that were around here. Like Down. there's like not any. Well, I think because it was more like locally owned, they like kind of loved it, or maybe that's what we thought. But they would like put the tables together for us. Yeah, and okay. and then they would be like, "Oh, were you guys in a show?" Like. Sing something for us. And we'd all be like, no, okay. And then start singing. Yeah. Right, right. right. <laughs> so I think we did terrorize the patrons of Coco's. Oh, right. yeah. But the, the actual. Like the staff. The staff. Right. They were like low-key here for it. At least that's what we thought. <laughs> well, I mean, if they were asking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were I, you I, singing on the tables or what was the tea? Um, I remember going into definitely to a Denny's one time and we all still had our face makeup on. Like it was one of those shows that like it was very clear you were in a musical and they came in and they were like. Oh, it's that like they, yeah. they they're kind of you could see like in the eyes of the wait- waiters just right, like right. oh no. Like, oh, and, no and there were moments where we would break out into song I'm not gonna lie so um we did never stand on tables and chairs though we yeah, only no. did it seating we were respectful or just standing near the table standing near the yeah. table I was there I was there for it like I was like you didn't yeah. think it was like no awful. I was just like I just sang yeah I'm tired and I'm probably honestly I'm probably talking about like how like the rehearsal went like I'm like mm. I'm trying to eat and like talk yeah <laughs> you know I'm trying to get the goss <laughs> <laughs> the best gossip was after the show closed because oh. then it was like like going out for like after show wait okay dinner. you think you think the best gossip was after the show or was it like during tech week oh <gasps> personally tech I think week it was before, before, yeah. you're tech right week you're right whoa you're right I can't, I don't even know how we're gonna open in like four days. Right, like, right. did you see Stacy? See- she yeah. she forgot her lines. How are we even supposed to go on? Like, oh, it would be. I literally saw so and so and so so in the back, like literally kissing. Like, can you even believe? Because last night. <laughs> okay, we need to do an entire episode on theater because I'm sitting here like, let's just keep talking about. Yeah, this. Oh, right. I know. Actually, I forgot. What yeah, we were right, doing, right, 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 right. <laughs> For another pod. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so the next theater assumption is you guys were the popular theater kids. I feel like it depends so much on the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think there were like a couple things like as a, a teen in theater that like led to like your social standing in the cast. Number one is like how long you've been with that theater company. Yes. yes. Like if you know the people who are in every show, if you know the director, the choreographer, like that's number one. Like when you walk into the audition or callback room, they're like, oh, hey, oh Sienna, like, hey, girl, miss you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Yep, mm. those people have like s- s- seniority, you know? Yes. They're just like already known by everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you have who are the leads. Yeah. Yes. And so then even if you're new to that company, but you're a lead, you automatically kind of get like a little boost. Yeah. Because yes. like a lot of the other leads will be people who've been with that company for a long time. So like 
you're hanging out with them and then you're kind of part of that group. Yeah. I feel like those were like the two main things. So like some shows, yes, but other shows, definitely not. And I also feel like you're like popular adjacent, right? Like, yes. Because growing up personally for me, like I was in the popular group, but I was like never lead. Like I was like always in the ensemble, but all of my friends. You were friends with the leads. With the leads yes. and, the, and the production team and all of that. So I was with all of that, but I wasn't really like, I wasn't lead. I wasn't really doing. I that. also think it comes with age as well, because yes. Yes. when I was younger in theater, I remember always looking up to the older ones and just being like, wow, like they're so cool. And, right. you know, they like they can sing well and just yeah. like super in awe of them. Yeah, I think for like the theater company that I mainly did shows with growing up, I was like part of that group because I also worked there. So I was like I was like part of like the family of that mm-hmm. theater. I was in right. every show. If I wasn't in the show, I was working it. I right. was always the one bringing people to and from the callback room. So I was okay, like. Can we talk about why that was like the best job to the have? Job to walk people into the audition room. And, because and no just, one's and allowed. to sit there. Yeah, because no one's Today allowed. we have numbers 57 through 67 coming in. And you hand the resumes on the desk. <gasps> yes. The and, and then you go out and you're like, okay, they're ready for in. you. Yeah. <laughs> because no one is behind that table during auditions. So I the know. fact that somebody who might potentially be in the show gets to hear. Like I actually specifically remember one time I was in for a big audition. And one of the gals that was a part of the popular group was the one in charge of moving that. And I was like, <gasps> she's going to sit in there and hear me sing. And I'd yep. rather just, oh, jump off a cliff. Yeah. So when I did that, that made me feel like that bitch. Oh, yeah. for but sure. But then any other show I did with any other company, like when we were with, with Les Mis, which mm-hmm. that theater company had a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Um, but I was like, not, I was in the ensemble and I didn't know anyone. So then I was definitely like. Def- definitely not the popular one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we hung out backstage. Me, we, we had did our little hang group. Out. I knew one of the girls that was a lead, uh-huh. and so that was kind of my like. That was your end? That was my end. It totally was because there was no reason for me to even like be a part of that group. But I slithered my way right in there. Yeah, I was definitely not. I did not know any of the leads. I just hung out with uh, all, all of my fellow lovely ladies. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Good times. So yeah, I think that. Probably with the theater company that I was at in my like high school years, I felt like quote unquote popular because I was just um, there for a while and like they just knew me. So like when I would go into, I was that girl like at the, at the tail end where they, I'd show up and they'd be like, oh my God, Paloma, how are you doing? Like, yeah. yeah, I was just there at the last show. So I just knew everyone. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Our next assumption is about Ryan. Ooh. Ooh. It's like in class when someone gets in trouble. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Or on full house, like the backing track. Oh. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Read the question. <laughs> the assumption is Ryan tells you straight to your face if she has problems with you in a tough but nice way. Um, yeah, I would say yeah. I feel like yeah. I mean, I I think depending on what the problem is, it may be not as nice. But if it's just like, hey, girl, we probably need to work on this or I didn't like whatever. Yeah, I definitely would say it to your face. I feel like you're direct and you're never mean without reason. Like you never like personally attack people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if there's anything that could be construed as like mean, it's like about the problem at hand. Yes. And probably like just the directness. Yeah. Because right? I feel like a lot of people honestly really aren't that direct. Yeah. And so they kind of skirt around stuff. So when someone is like, hey, this is a problem, they're like, because she's so mean. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> right, you're right. Not. it's not. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Did that tell you about the problems we got? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely think that you let your opinions be known, what, like, in 
if especially when you it's like you stand for what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And so if that's something that doesn't uh, support or is just like affecting someone, either you or someone that you love, you'll definitely bring up the issue, I think. Which is so powerful. Like, I'm very inspired by that. Like, I need to do more of that. Feels good. You should do it. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, to some degree, I think people, like, respect that. For After sure. After they get out of their, like, feelings, right? If their feelings are hurt or whatever, they feel like whatever. Then they can go back and be like, wow, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she really meant what she said. And, like, you know, it can, like, reflect on that. All right. Our next assumption is for Sierra. Ooh. And it is that. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The assumption is Sierra swears more than she leads on. Does she? I don't think so. I think maybe a little bit. I don't really swear that much in my regular life. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I use it for like either like a term of endearment, like "Hey, bitch," right? right? Or like if like emphasis, like if I'm really like mad or fired up. But I I don't think I really like curse a lot in my day to day language. Right. What do you right. guys think? More or less online. Mm, yeah, uh, I don't. I feel like it's the same. Yeah, honestly, you know when it really comes out when I'm drinking. Okay, well that's fair. That filter off when, and that's maybe why I, I curse a little more on the podcast because oh, we, maybe because we're like we have, always, always have drinking. a drink. <laughs> oh, tea. See, I know yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but not not that no, much. but it's it's honestly pretty this much the same. I actually do remember talking about this with you one time, Sierra, because I I said I was like, gosh, I need to stop using that f word. So, and you're like Paloma. I don't use it that often because I when I want when I say it I want it to have like he- like an emphasis on it, <laughs> it, it to have meaning and I was like you're so right because now I'm just whenever I really am like oh it's like not giving what I want it to give I'm like oh maybe I should hold back on them right 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 all right our next assumption is a little political ooh dicey I mean <laughs> it it is you're Democrats no judgments but you seem to align with those beliefs. I get, I get. And I see, and I see the part where it says like you seem to align with those beliefs, and I'm like, well, I think if it's a two party system, right? If it's your Republican or your Democrat, I way more Democrat. Yes, then I'm like a hundred percent a Democrat. Yes, but I, if you're looking at a whole political spectrum, I am not a Democrat really yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. But okay. it's just if I, if it's this or that, I'm gonna pick this. Yeah, right. Agree. I completely agree. I'm would much rather identify as progressive. Yeah, progressive leftist. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I would go. I I really lean more like progressive libertarian because mm. I'm very like if it's not hurting anyone, do what you want. Agree. Right. And agree. so I big, like big mood. I usually once a year I'll take that political compass test to kind of see where my uh beliefs have kind of changed and shifted. Mm-hmm. And I'm very like bottom left which is like libertarian uh but leftist yeah oh that's fun i actually want to take that you test should. yeah, yeah. It's, it's really like interesting because it it encompasses the entire spectrum instead of just a two-party system right mm. good our next assumption is that paloma is very extroverted ryan is always confident and sierra is never lazy <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> you know that's funny that hits like a deep insecurity of mine i am so afraid of being perceived as lazy to the point that I overwork and overexert myself. I'm getting better. But it used to be that like I couldn't even have like a like an evening of like watching a movie, taking a bath without being like, oh, my God, I'm so lazy. I should be working. I should be doing this. I should be cleaning my kitchen. Like it was I really, really fell into toxic productivity. Mm -hmm. So a couple of years ago, like pre-pandemic, Someone saying never lazy would have just made made me right. feel so warm and fuzzy <laughs> right. inside. And now I'm a little bit more like, no, sometimes I like to be lazy. Right. right. Sometimes my kitchen gets messy. Sometimes my videos don't go up on time. 
And, that's okay. and I think that, that that word lazy has like such a negative connotation because honestly, I don't think sometimes you're being lazy. You're honestly yeah. just sitting down and resting. Yeah. Right. You know, that's like, not lazy. And, and it, it's a view of seeing that, oh, you're being lazy. I'm like, I'm actually just resting or, you know. Doing nothing, which I'm doing allowed nothing. to do. Yeah. And I think also being a plus size person plays into that because of the stereotype of like, that people are lazy and gross and this and that, mm -hmm. that I feel like, okay, I cannot be perceived as lazy. I cannot be perceived um, as someone who doesn't do anything, who doesn't exercise enough, who doesn't work enough, right. who sits on the couch all the time. Like I feel, and I think maybe that was part of my like kind of addiction to productivity mm -hmm. was like, I am not lazy. I am, I'm always doing stuff. I'm always working. I'm Oh, and I'm like, I've kind of had to deconstruct that a little bit in therapy. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. So Ryan, always confident. No, I'm not. But I know how to pretend that I am to mm. help my actual self feel more confident. I, I do think people perceive me as a very confident person and that's not, not true. Like I, I am. Yeah. But I'm not always confident. I mean, how how can you be? I'm yeah. de I'm definitely not, but I try to be like, oh yeah, no, I'm good. It's good, we good. Yes. What's that like? Uh, I think it's Meg The Stallion's TikTok where it's <laughs> like, what do you do on the days that you don't feel confident? Oh, pretend. Yeah, pretend. Isn't pretend. that Riri? They both said it. Oh, oh they both oh, said it. Oh, okay. oh. They both said it. But fake I it mean, fake but it till I, you make it, baby. Yes, because I mean, the, yeah, Rihanna goes, what I do at cry at home, and who wants to do that? I said, who wants to do? Not I. Right. Yeah. Right. And so you just fake it until. It feels right, and then you good. Yeah. yeah, and then me being very extra extroverted, very extroverted. I think that's interesting because at first I'm like, yes, I'm super extroverted, but that's not also how I feel all the time. I really think that I'm pretty reserved when I'm meeting someone new. I don't do really well with like small talk, mm -hmm. so or, I, I don't know if I'm good at it, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it. I don't know because in that moment I'm still trying to like feel out how like it, how it goes and so I just feel like I reserve myself a little bit more and like sense the situation before I get extroverted and I think when I'm comfortable then you can't get me to shut up and I'm so sorry <laughs> I feel like I think you're an extroverted introvert yes. yeah yeah because like you are like you are extroverted especially around people you know and people you trust like again mm -hmm. like she said she literally will not stop talking it's ridiculous but True. around people, you still feel the need to talk to them and like, you know, open up and all stuff. But like inside, you're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah, freaking out. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And I love hanging out by myself. Oh, my gosh. Mm. My own person being by myself. Ooh, it's just introverted. Thing. Nobody speak to me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Don't look at me. Which Don't. I think is that is proof that you're not fully an extrovert, right? right. Yeah. Being completely extroverted is like getting that like energy from being around people versus like needing to recharge. Agreed. Ooh. Yeah. Good point, Sierra. All right. This assumption is that you have all grown up in safe areas and maybe a bit sheltered. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely was always safe growing up, um, but also like having a teen mom when I was obviously younger, like I never grew up um, sheltered. I know I lived on campus with her when she was in college. You know, we lived in a bunch of different apartments and, you know, I had to go to work with her all the time. So it definitely was not a... Uh, sheltered at all but I was always safe and I was always made sure I was taken care of and um even when I wasn't with her when I was with our other family like it was always very safe so I I definitely grew up in like a safe area 
I think somewhat sheltered, yes. Like, especially as I was, when I was really young, I think I got less sheltered as I got older. But like in my house, like we were only allowed to watch KPBS. Like we couldn't watch Nickelodeon, like Mm. Disney Junior, because it was like, but you know, what's funny is as a kid, I thought that was because like the shows on those channels were bad. Right. Turns out my dad was like very, very like anti-consumerism advertising to children. Mm. And KPBS, because it's publicly funded, is there's no commercials. So he didn't want us being advertised to. He was very against that. So in some ways, we were very sheltered in that. And, you know, we lived in a very, you know, pretty sheltered, privileged area. But I think my parents, they they tried their best to make sure that we understood that that is not everyone's normal. Yeah. You know, and uh, that they wanted to make sure that we had a wider worldview and that we could empathize with people in other positions. And that's something that I think has been very important to me as a parent is like, parenting grace i she's gonna grow up with a ton of privilege that is her reality there's nothing wrong with that right people who grow up that way that's not there's nothing wrong with that but it becomes a problem when um that you think that that's normal yeah and that you look at other people's lives and say well maybe they should just work harder right Right. get off your ass and fucking work Yeah. yeah because they it's this lack of understanding of like where where what you have comes from of, oh, it comes because I worked hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have this great life and all of that, which wasn't really the question. It was more about being sheltered. But I think that all kind of plays in hand. I think so. But as a kid, I think, you know, I I did grow up relatively sheltered, I think less so as I got older. But I, I am grateful that my parents tried to make sure that we weren't in just this echo chamber of thinking that this is how everyone lives. Yeah, I completely agree. I also grew up sheltered and um, in safe areas, but my parents made sure that I was aware that that was not everyone's reality. Um, I grew up Catholic. And so when I went to Mexico, um, there were some times where we would spend our time in the church, in the mission, at like at the hospitals, just seeing just how the dis- the disparity is j- within groups is just not the same and um just becoming aware of that i think really inf- uh, affected me positively and so now moving forward i'm like i'm so thankful that i grew up in a safe area and let me help those that aren't yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's so powerful and important and i think that my parents were very similar in that like i i grew up in a sheltered area but i don't think they sheltered me I always could ask my parents questions. So yes, I was sheltered in where I was living and kind of like my upbringing, but my parents were very, very open to answering any question I had, be it drugs, sex, alcohol, you know, and really sexuality, like anything, like they were very open. Mm. And I think that helped me to have a wider understanding. Right. I think the older I got, the more my parents tried to shelter me. That's so interesting. So we're opposite. Yeah. And, that- and I was like, mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> so inter- I'm honestly over here trying to think, like, in what ways did my parents try to shelter me from, like, certain things? I don't know. I think that it was also back to, like, the TV. Like, my mom would be like, okay, you can't watch that show. But I think it was just because she thought it would make me, quote, unquote, dumb. Like, it was dumb. But yeah. other than that, there was nothing that she was like, you can't consume that. We couldn't watch SpongeBob until I was like nine. That's the show. I was not allowed to yep, watch SpongeBob. That and Fairly Odd Parents. My parents were like, they have bad attitudes. Mm-hmm. They're going to make you guys bratty. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. I cannot 
Relate. Did you watch a lot of SpongeBob? Oh my God, yeah. Oh yeah. And then I had to like make up for it. I felt like when I was an adult because uh-huh. I had all my friends knew what was up. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Well, thankfully, SpongeBob was around for forever. And they had like rerun <laughs> episodes and new ones and new totally. ones. And my brother, like, of course, the younger one got to actually watch SpongeBob. Right. And I'm like, hey, why do you guys let him watch it? And they're like, oh, well. We, have to, so- we have to do a whole episode on like siblings. Younger siblings. That- the way my little brother had like no rules. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that about? I remember I tried to ask my parents, like, I, t- I told my parents it was sexist. Actually, this was for my older brother because he didn't have a curfew <laughs> and I did. And I was like, this is sexist. Yeah. Like, why am I not allowed to go out until midnight? Why is my curfew 11, but he doesn't have one? And my parents were like, because you go out every night. Like, you go out with your friends all the time. He was more of a homebody. And they're like, we're begging him to get out of the house. Right, we're like, right. we're not going to tell him to come home. And I'm like, right. fair. But I'm still going to claim sexist. Yeah, for sure. Because let me stay out till midnight. Because baby Sierra's like, this is sexist. Yeah, I can see her right now. Hands up. All right. So there were a lot of submissions uh, for assumptions that uh, Ryan and Paloma are secretly dating. <laughs> it's not a secret, y'all. Just kidding. Cats out of the bag. I, I think you guys are confused. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a boyfriend named Ryan. And my best friend's name is Ryan, and we all live together. Which, to be fair, <laughs> very confusing. Right, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Very, I did not know your boyfriend's name was Ryan. And when we were on the Big Bear trip, you're like talking, talking, like Ryan and I are doing this. Ryan and I are going this trip. I'm like, wow, like, man, you and Ryan like really do everything <laughs> together. And then I'm like, oh, two Ryans, which Paloma calls them boy Ryan, girl Ryan. <laughs> And she said that on, you've said that on the pod a few times. Like, yeah, and it's absolutely necessary because since I both since I live with both of them, if I strictly am just like Ryan, they'll both pop their heads. Yes, so it's just much easier, <laughs> yeah. boy Ryan, girl Ryan. And so you'll probably hear me saying, boy Ryan, girl Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Any thoughts about our love? Uh, I love him? you. <laughs> I'm just not in love with you. Ooh. Yeah, no, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Damn, cut deep. Sarah, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think my, um, I, while there were so many of these, I was like, I don't understand why people assume that. And I think it's just because we're close and they're like, well, Ryan's queer, so, which that's a weird assumption. Maybe don't do that. But also, maybe your friends don't like you as much as we like each other. Maybe your friends yeah. just don't like you. I don't know. <laughs> right. And there's that brutal honesty. And maybe, I don't know. And it's maybe brutal they do. out here, baby. It's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal out here. All right, our next assumption is that you earn good money from social media. No shade, just what I assume. I, I definitely do now. You know, I think the interesting thing with YouTube is it's not like another job where you start at like an entry-level salary and then work your way up. Like, I started in the negative because you're spending money on like clothes, equipment, stuff for DIYs because DIYs were so big when I started. Hmm. Um, so I was in the negative for like my first two years. And then it got to the point where I was making enough money to like supplement my income with my other job. And then it got to the point where like I no longer needed my other job and I quit. And then it got to the point of like, oh, I'm making more than I would if I had gotten my degree and like gone to be a teacher, which was my original plan. And then it became like, oh, wow, like I'm I'm making money. Like I can hire people. I can have a team. I have enough to be able to hire people and support them as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Um, Which was really cool. And I think my favorite part about building social media into a business is I could continue to make videos all on my own and I would make more money for sure. 
but it wouldn't be as fun. I don't think my videos would be as good. And it's a really cool opportunity to be able to be a job creator. Right. Right. It's it's really it's cool. And I I love being able to do that. And, you know, I want to make sure that I'm making it a priority that I'm paying my employees well and that we have a really good work environment and that I'm upping the quality of my videos as well. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I make great money from social media and it's been a huge blessing. Can't wait for that to be me. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be. (laughs) Yeah, on our way, baby. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Have you guys like experienced at all like brands reaching out or anything? Yeah, I had, um, but not not like it's like gifted. They're like, we want to send you stuff. That's how I started too. I was like, send me all the things. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, me? Yeah. But at first I was like, is this fake? (laughs) <laughs> that was my thought too there's yeah. so many bots on instagram that are like right. dm us like we're you right. know blah 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 but this was there was a real brand and i was like oh my god i know I love. yeah congratulations and girl. it's also really cool not only for like the free stuff but also to like learn how to do a sponsorship right yeah. like mm-hmm. the submission process how to talk about a product in an organic way while still hitting talking points like mm-hmm. that's it takes a, a while to learn so i yeah. think doing those like gifted collabs is so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you are able to like create content also. Like you're, yes. you're getting content out of it. They're yeah. getting whatever it is that they want out of it and you got a free thing. Yeah. I'm on that same train as Ryan still getting in the DMs like, we'll send you this product if you review it for us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Have you joined the TikTok creator fund? No, I haven't. You should because I bet you'd make a couple hundred dollars a month off of it. And because it's because you get like good views so on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Oh, say less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should definitely join the creator fund. Get okay. That bag. It's it's way lower CPM than YouTube, which is like cost per thousand views. Um, because obviously people are watching it less. Oh, you know, right, if, if right. an ad usually a YouTube video will have like three or four ads, whereas a TikTok they're getting one ad for every four or five videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's lower. And also TikTok just does not pay as well as YouTube. Shout out YouTube. Um, but it's money. Yeah. I make a couple hundred dollars a month off of it. Listen, Sierra, as soon right. as this episode ends, I'm signing yeah. up. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a friendship assumption. Um, it's hard to be friends with a mom without having kids of your own. Mm, no. No. <laughs> no. I, think it, I think it could be, and I'm sure it is for others, but you have so many interests and so many other things in your life that you mm-hmm. talk about that we all like experience together that make the time with Grace and the times we talk about Grace so enjoyable. Oh, right. good. Like if literally all you talked about was Grace and like Grace was everywhere all the time, we would be like, okay, we're a little kid, like kid out. Get it out. Yeah. Get it out. But like when we get to see Grace, it's like so exciting yeah. and like fun. And she's an icon. Talk about her, oh my God. And she loves you guys. Blowing kisses as Blowing, we go up yeah. the stairs. It, it's just so great. But I feel like it's easy because you don't, it's like, it's kind of like the the bringing your partner everywhere. Yeah. Same, mm-hmm. same kind of thing, right? I mean, obviously, if you can't, if you have to bring your kid everywhere, like we're not mad. Right. But you don't allow that to like consume you as an entire, like a person. And, I mean? and you are such a great mom, but you're yeah. not, just a mom you are yes. so much more than that like yes. you are a wife you're a friend you're and you like ryan said you um are able to like totally relate because why you're not just a mom like yeah, you know yeah. so and I, I do see where it, like people probably believe like it might be hard like being friends with someone who's a mom right and i think that 
the difficulty, like the first thing that popped into my mind was like, how could I not be friends with someone like that? And I'm like, probably just they just don't have enough time. Like they yeah, maybe can't yeah. make it to the bar as often. Right, right. Yeah. But if you schedule the time, yeah. you know. It is a huge time thing. Like, right. that, you know, I just, I don't have as much time. Right. But also I am hugely privileged in like Stephen can watch her all the time. We have a nanny. We have family who can help. Yeah. And then when I am away from Grace, I'm like, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's, it's a girl's night. We're going to dinner. We're getting drinks. We're doing this cool thing. Like, I want to make the most of that time. Yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if if she's got someone watching her, we're going to go we have good. fun. Yeah. 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 And then we can come home and be like, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Just, dear, we were filming two episodes today, and it, this is the second one. In between, we had lunch. Grace sat in her high chair. Yep. Yep. Ate some French fries. Waving, yep. blowing with the girl, kisses. Yeah, with the girlies. <laughs> I can't wait for her to be a part of this little group, too. I know. She's going to be, like, she's not even, like, talking just yet, but I I can't wait she's to hear be, what she has to say. I know. There's no way she's not going to be chatty, like. Yeah. Well, she's so babbly mm-hmm. already. Yeah, like, yeah. she talks a lot. We just don't always know what she's saying. Right, right. But, right. <laughs> all right. Our next assumption is y'all were frat party gals <laughs> in college. <laughs> For one semester, I was. Uh, I didn't go to college, but if I did, I would. I probably would have. Did been you at the go to frat sure. parties though? Even like not. No, just at other colleges. Mm-hmm. I went to parties, but they were not frat parties. Yeah, no. I loved going to parties in college, but I think that the frat parties, specifically, like when it was thrown by the fraternities, it was never as happy. Like as it. It never went as well as I'd like. Like, I'd always show up to the house and, like, the toilet would be broken and it'd be flooded. Like, disgusting, but men don't care. So there's a party <laughs> going on and we have toilet water by our ankles. Ew. I have never like what are peed we in a grosser place than a frat party. Bathroom. Yes. Disgusting. Like, disgusting. Think of the nastiest, like, porta potty you could think of and then, like, double it by 10. Ew. It is. Wow. But the party is unhinged. Yeah. There was one, one house at SCSU that did Fratlantis. They turned the whole frat house into a water park. The stairs were a slide. Kitty pools, every room. A mess. Amazing. But <laughs> Amazing. Is that, how do you even, how do you recover from that? I have, you that's don't. Why the, that's why it's so disgusting. <laughs> you know what I think we should do? We should throw like an event or like a party or something, but the theme is frat party. Like the oh. theme is frat party. Oh. Okay. Right? So I was and like, then we can work high kappa. Yes. Ooh. Yes. We really should. We should. We should. We yeah. should do it. Do we so, get a water slide? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it gets this like really crazy. It's Project X. Yeah. The way that movie like shaped our generation. I don't even mm-hmm. think I ever saw the movie. But me, just me knowing either. about we it. Just, we were just talking about it. I was like, I've never seen it, but no. I know. But then every high school party, people would be like, it's going to be Project X. Yep. Yep. What is Project X? <gasps> It was, you don't know? No, I went to school with a bunch of people who were homeschooled. Oh, okay, T. It was Please a, tell us, Pete, because y- yeah. you're a big Project X fan. Project X, oh my God. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, see, told you she's a frat girl. No, 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 no. So Project X literally was like the blueprint moving forward after that movie like how you're gonna do your party like are we they would even I remember they would even say like are we talking Project X or just like a get together like Project Mm. X status was just people the house is overflown the lawn is overflown the cops are being called the cops are called there's people on the the roof roof. yep and you have jungle (laughs) juice that's just like flowing everywhere in a fountain like it's just absolute chaos yeah and um that was just like it was like kickback Project X. Yep. Like that was the that was the scale. Wait, you guys, yeah. I want to just like sidebar. We talked about like kickback. Like it was it, mom. I'm not going to party. I'm not. It's, hey, a, kick it's a kickback. I remember mom being like, "What's a kickback? Like, right. like we're kicking back. Like, uh, 
So my parents got the idea that a kickback meant like alcohol, uh-huh. which fair because it did. Right. Um, yeah. So we started calling them shindigs because it sounded like a little bit more safer. Safe. Yeah. A little yeah. shindig. Oh, yeah. It's just a little shindig. Like we're going to have a bonfire. <laughs> so that's what our friends would call it when we were like just having a group hang and it wasn't going to be crazy. Like, right. It's just a shindig. That's yeah. genius though. Yeah. Also, we absolutely should do this party because since she didn't get to go to college or those college parties, we should do this for Ryan to have her own experience. We should. Yeah. Do you guys have any, like, what's the craziest, like, Project X style, like, house party you ever went to? It was Halloween on Frat Row at SDSU. And it was just, the kegs were, like, on the lawn. Just girls were, like, falling out of the house. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Kids are crazy. Kids are crazy. (laughs) The the craziest Project X style party I ever went to was, so there was like a week-long period where families from my school were doing an exchange program with students from Australia. Mm-hmm. So like, there was like 50 or 60 Australian students at our school. Mm-hmm. And my friends, I'm just going to give her a fake name, my friend Kate, her parents were going out of town. So we were going to throw a party. And she wanted it to be like a pretty, she wanted to have like a big party. Now, the Australian students are in town. So it's now all of us plus the Australians. Oh, my God. Plus, then the, like, seniors heard about it because we were just sophomores. So now it's, like, a huge part. It was, like, people on the roof, people doing this, people doing that. Plus, you've got 60 Australian students running around, (laughs) which somehow just made it way more chaotic and fun. They party down under. They're telling us about how they do their parties and what they drink, and you have to try this, you have to do that. And it was... I don't think there were ever any, like, big consequences because, like, no one got hurt. Like, yeah. But that was, like, that was fun. That Kate's party with the Australian exchange students, that was a blast. No, that's, like, kind of iconic. There was this one party that I went to, and I think I was, uh, I don't know, 15 or 16. I, honestly, I was probably 15. And me and my friend, like, snuck out of her parents' house, even though they weren't there, but we just knew that they were coming back. So we had to be like really chill and like smart about how we got out and so that we could get back in. It was a whole thing. We got to the party. It was already lit. Like it was live (laughs) when we got there. And so we so then we felt like we had to catch up. Right. All of a sudden you're like shots, shots. Yeah, no, it was like shots after shots after shots. Um, so obviously yeah, we're like zooted, right? Like gone. (laughs) And then we hear a rumor that the cops were called. The cops weren't called, but everyone got so freaked out. It was like pure pure mayhem like there was people passed out like whatever but like couldn't do anything and like the cop the cops were coming so like everybody was running me and my friend had to like jump over this fence i like cut my leg oh my gosh it was so did we live the same life i was like i remember hopping hopping a fence was it like fun chaotic (laughs) oh my god i was living yeah yeah. i was living oh my god the cops are coming and i was like so drunk and and we were like we also didn't know how to get home so, because we were, like, not close. <gasps> yeah. And, like, that was not the plan to, like, leave, like, at that time. So my friend had to, like, call, like, her friend's, like, older brother or something, which was, like, sus. And now to think about it. But anyways, whatever. Um, She, like, called him. He came to pick us up and dropped us off. It was absolutely cracked. Fully Oof. cracked. Do teenagers now just, like, use Uber? Like, oh, I'm stuck here. Like, let me just oh, call an Uber. I hope so. I, ho- I, I mean, mean I, would. I would. The way we had to, like, do, like, complicated math to, like, get a car oh. to pick us up. Like, this person's mom is going to take you here. And then their brother's going to get you. But only if it's after nine and if it's before nine. Like, yeah. Yep. 
Dude, Ubers would have saved oh my, my life. All right. So our next assumption is Sierra wants only one more kid. Paloma wants lots of kids. And Ryan wants none. Thank you for spelling Ryan's name right. <laughs> Appreciate that. R-I-A-Y-N. Yes. For the commenters. For the commenters, yes. <laughs> um, I do want another kid, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure when. And I'm not sure if I want another one after that. I'm really trying to keep it open. Mm-hmm. Before I got pregnant with Grace, I was like, I want as many kids as I can have. Um, I, w- I am pretty open to like the spacing that I want. Um, and after my difficult delivery with Grace, uh, my doctor recommended that I wait at least 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was already like a easy barrier to me of like, of course, we're not having kids yet. Right. Well, or another kid yet. We are now uh, approaching that point. Uh, which is, well, actually, we've passed it because 18-month spacing would be not getting pregnant at, uh, before Grace was nine months old. Mm, She's okay. 13 months. Yeah. So I'm past that. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to feel ready again. I'm nervous about what trying again will mean mm-hmm. because I, you know, had my miscarriages before I have PCOS. It could come very easily. Who knows? Or it could be another difficult journey. It could be a much longer journey because even though my journey to get pregnant with Grace was very difficult. It actually wasn't that long. It was like a year and a half-ish. Um, I have no idea what it could mean to kind of open that can of worms again. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little scared. I'm not too scared for actually delivering another baby. I I have decided that I'm fairly certain I want a scheduled C-section, which is an option since I had an unplanned C-section before. Um, I'm not too fearful of that. It's really more so like, what does it mean to try to get pregnant again? Right. Um, I have not decided exactly when Steven's ready. So it's really kind of. Really? He is. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And he, but he's been very like, you know, leaving the ball in my court. Right. right. I'm starting to feel more ready. I, I'm also undecided on how much I'm going to share about it. Like as it's happening, I think I'm really going to take it day by day. I may decide I want to share just as openly as I did the first time. Or I may decide that I want to keep it a little more private and I'm not sure. So um, I will talk about it. As I'm ready, obviously I'm talking about it now, so I'm comfortable with that. Um, but I do ask that people don't speculate whether or not I'm pregnant. That's something that was really hard for me, especially when I was going through my miscarriages of seeing comments of people like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. I can tell it, you know, this timestamp. And it's like, well, I was. Mm. Now I'm not. Um, and so I just I asked not to speculate about that. But I am excited about having another baby. And I want Grace to have a sibling. And um, as hard as pregnancy was, it's. It's really special, and I'm excited and scared to do it again. You guys are such great parents. I, yeah, you, truly. I, thank you. I'm like, give them all the children, please. Yeah. Like, you guys are just so great. And yeah. I mean, oh, that would be so beautiful to have another one. Oh, my God. I know. Can you imagine? Oh <laughs> I know. God. I'm like, we're already so obsessed with Grace. I know. I'm like, I know. imagine. I'm like, another? another and, and another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In regards to lots of children, I'm going to take that as more than three. Um, I... Want to have kids, yes. Um, but I'm still weary on the, if the kids outnumber the parents, <laughs> you know, once they start outnumbering you, like three, four, I don't know if I could do for you guys. Um, <laughs> so I think that, I mean, I'm not even anywhere near having children that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I have to disclose that because you, you never know. know. Okay. Right. Um, but no, it, no more than two are in the plans right now. I think, I think anything could happen. I have a kid and I'm like, I'm obsessed. Let's have five. Yeah. Right. And so. I think it's so good to keep your mind open. Yeah. 
Because things can change so much once you have one or two or. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm. well. So, Ryan, how many do you want? <laughs> well, um, in the wise words of uh, Sir Justin Bieber, never say never. Um, <laughs> so I will never say that I'm not going to have kids, but um, I'm not planning my life to have them. If they come, then they come. And if I, you know. If if the if it, like I meet somebody that I like want to have a family with and that like becomes a part of the conversation, then okay, whatever. But I'm not planning my life or living my life to have children and be a mom. So yeah, she's looking forward to just being an auntie around. Oh my here. god, absolutely. Yep. She's like, I Ab- want to be that fun auntie role like yes. so badly. Yes. <laughs> and that's great because you get to have fun and then you get to say, now go home. I said, <laughs> right. Return to sender. Yep. Thank you. But I think I do think that if I become a mom that I would be the best mom that I can be. I think that I would be like a good mom. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It, yeah. Mm, I'm gonna leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, being a mom's tough. I'm sure it I'm, is. I was like, I'm not a mom. I'm but sure it is. I, it looks hard as hell. I know. Jeez. Being a kid is hard as hell, so I can't imagine <laughs> trying to like I know. guide the yes. child. Yeah. I know, and, and you know what? There was a part of me that was like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna have kids. There was like a, a space in my time in my life where I was like, I'm not gonna have kids, and I was just so worried because I heard this quote, and I think it still lives true that it's like, once you have kids, you live with your heart outside of your body, and I'm like, mm. you're so right. I would be so stressed all the time, just like fearful that there are they okay, and I'm, and I understand that. That kid obviously is my child and I love them, but they don't belong, quote unquote, to me. So they are free to do whatever they want. And just like the thought of that, of allowing them to me, you don't know what's best for you. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just or just like anything happened to them. Like, I don't know if I could take that heartache. I'm too tender for that. So but then I think that I'm not living life to its fullest and just like wanting to restricting myself of what I actually want because of a fear, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's why I was like, no, you actually want children, girl live life. I was yeah. like, okay. My biggest like concern mm. with having kids is like obviously parents do the best that they can. Well, a, a lot of parents do the best that they can do and they try hard and they do the thing. Right. But what you do as a parent in your child's life, especially in the really developmental years, affects them forever and kids don't stay kids. They grow up and become adults and that's I'm like trying to like unlearn a lot of things and like really work through my issues with myself and I have a really hard time thinking that like if I have a kid even if I do my very best and they turn out to like really struggle with a lot of things that I caused like that is really hard for me to grapple with like that's a really hard concept for me and so I'm like how about we just don't and then I don't have to that's then it's not an issue yeah Mm -hmm. I remember near the end of my pregnancy, I was all of a sudden hit with this realization that like, I am about to birth a human that I am going to shape their worldview. Yep. And as someone who has a mental illness, I all of a sudden got stricken with this fear that my struggles with bipolar disorder were somehow going to make me a bad parent. And I remember talking to Kenzie about it and crying and being like, I don't, what if I'm a bad mom? And she was like, you just thinking that means you're not going to be a bad mom. Because you're already thinking about it. Right. You're not sitting there going, I'm perfect. I'm going to be the perfect parent. My child's going to be perfect. You're sitting there thinking through, how can I be the best mom for my child? And that that already means that you care and that you're trying. And that was really helpful. And I think 
another quote that really helped me was um, the best parent for your child is you. Mm-hmm. Like you may see all these other moms on social media who you feel like are just doing it and they would be if you were just like that, your kid would be so much better off and you would be such a better parent. But they are the best parent for their child. You are the best parent for your child. And that was like a big realization, too, of like, I I may feel like I'm not the best parent all the time, but I am the best parent for Grace. And she is so blessed to have you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Here's another. You're all either vegan or vegetarian. False. Nope. I am vegetarian, but a lot of people think I'm vegan because I used to describe the way I eat as plant based, which I still do off camera. Yeah, that's. That's how I mostly eat. Mostly comes from plants. However, when you say plant-based, a lot of people think entirely plants. Mm. And so then when I show myself having a cheese pizza, Greek yogurt, ice cream, that's not vegan. I'm like, I've never, well, I have been vegan, but I've never been vegan online. I was vegan before I started YouTube. And I've been vegetarian my entire time on YouTube. Um, But I just publicly do not use plant-based as a descriptor anymore. Right. Too much confusion. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I'm vegetarian. Um, But I feel like I'm relatively chill about it, I like to think. Yes. Honestly, sometimes I forget. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I yeah. forget. Like, you don't talk and, about it. And also, now, not talk about it. <laughs> I mean, Isn't you know. the thing that you'll always know I'm if someone's vegan? vegan yeah. yeah shut up about it. always talk about it. Yeah, no, yeah. You don't talk about it. And also, every time we go somewhere to eat, like, there's always something you can eat. So it's yeah. not like Because an nowadays, like, especially where we live, like, yeah. there's so yeah. many options that, yeah. you, like, you can always have For something. sure. And yeah. in San Diego, yeah. I feel like it's super normal yeah. right. to be vegetarian. Yeah. LA, too. It's been interesting Big. to see the shift, too. I remember growing up, Every barbecue, I was the only veggie burger. This last barbecue that we did with my whole family and some like family friends and stuff, it was about 50-50. Wow. I know. Because like my mom's not vegetarian, but like she's been eating more like just plant-based and stuff just for health. And like my brother is, he doesn't eat red meat, but so he'll have a veggie burger if they're having burgers and then a couple vegetarians. And it's like, Wow. We're taking over. <laughs> We're expanding. My mom's a vegetarian. She, is but, she really? Yeah, I think I she's been vegetarian for, I don't know, I would say like three or two or three years. Yeah. But it like, and she doesn't, well, she doesn't talk about it either. She just is, Yeah, you know, but I like, I like a lot of different foods. So whenever mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I'm eating this, I'm like, well, I want to eat that too. Yeah. And it's vegetarian. That's how Steven is. Because he's, he eats meat. Right. But at home, we eat mostly vegetarian. Right. And Grace is pescatarian. So mm. we're all a little different. Those Impossible Burgers, I cannot even Hit. taste that. Like, it's different. Like, yeah. I honestly remember ordering an Impossible Burger in L.A., and I didn't even understand. Like, I just thought that that was, like, the title of the burger. <laughs> right. This was, like, before yeah. it was, like, yeah. a mainstream. And I was like, this was fantastic. And then it, I think it was my boyfriend that was like, you know that didn't have meat. And I was like, well, that's even better. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he and Ryan, not veggies. Yeah. No veg no. heads. No veg heads here. <laughs> no. Maybe one day. I'm not I'm not opposed to it. Like, yeah, I have probably, yeah, I'm not I think, opposed to I it. I think being vegan would be harder for me because of my tree nut allergy. A, yes. lot, of this, oh, a yeah. lot of the substitutions for things have like cashews and almonds mm-hmm. and all stuff and I can't eat that. So that does make it a little bit harder, but I think I could probably be vegetarian. I think like the future of food and eating like in a more planet conscious way, right, is actually not more people going full vegan or full vegetarian, but I think it's people making the choice to not eat meat more often. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's not like I am a vegetarian. I never eat meat. It's like, oh yeah, I I mostly don't eat meat. And then like once a week I'll have, you know, yeah. 
yeah. chicken sandwich or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty- I think that's more the future. I feel like that's how we eat and yeah. unintentionally. Like, obviously, like, no one in our house is a vegetarian or anything. So that's not something we talk about. But, like, sometimes, like, if we, we have chicken sometimes or, like, we'll be like, oh, you want to get Shake Shack? Okay, we'll get Shake Shack and yeah. get a burger. But, like, yeah. I eat a lot of noodles. Yeah. A lot of pasta, like, a, lot a lot of, of noodles, a yeah. lot of vegetables. I love vegetables, mm-hmm. so it's just very easy to yeah. just do that. Yeah, and I think that, because the thing is, like, the vast majority of people are not ever going to go vegetarian. Mm-hmm. So I think this idea that, like, the whole world needs to be vegetarian is just not really feasible. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more so people just, like, making more choices without meat, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say health, especially the red meat. Like, I was like, I need to yeah. chill out. Like, I started getting, like, meat sweats. I was like, I need to <laughs> Not the meat sweats. <laughs> well, we were, okay. It was, like, one time I remember I was, like, crepe. I love burgers. And so I was, like, we were doing, like, Five Guys Shake Shack. And I think it was, like, another burger in the same week. And I was like, okay, I'm really, I'm going to need a cleanse. <laughs> Maybe a smoothie, perhaps. I need to reel it. I need a vegetable. <laughs> I yeah. need a vegetable. <laughs> and my justification's like, well, the burger has lettuce, tomato, onion, right, jalapenos, yeah. mushrooms. It's practically a salad. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. It's so funny. Our last assumption is assuming this podcast isn't for those of us over 40. No. No, 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 no. It's for everybody. It's for everyone. And I think the name 20 whatever, I think I've I've seen a couple comments being like, oh, am I, is it not for me if I'm like 30 or 40? But it's it's that because that's where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that's only for people. Right. And honestly, if anything, I feel like those people that are 30, 40, can just listen to this and be like, oh my gosh, I remember being in mm-hmm. that and experiencing mm-hmm. that. Or And maybe who says that you didn't uh, think about these things or have these conversations when you were in your 20s. Maybe it wasn't until 30s or 40s that this started like right. r- uh, like reminiscing with you. So yeah. it absolutely isn't. It's just... It's just <laughs> the, na- the name. That's where yeah. we are. We're all in that's, our 20s. So we that's- are 20, whatever. Yeah. But talking about our life experiences up until right. this point, which is 20, whatever. Yes. Yeah. And if you're... <laughs> Even younger than us, right? We talk yeah. about like 30s or 40s. If you're like in high school or if you're young, like we hope that you can eat, also relate if you if you are in this stage of your life, right. you know, but also like maybe this will help you into your 20s. Get ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. This yeah. is for everybody. All Everyone, are welcome. Yes, all are welcome here. Yeah. Well. On that. That is going to be. My glass is empty. Yeah. Oh, I've got a little bit left. Oh, Hold drink on. it. You empty? Ready? Oh, I don't. Do you, oh. do you cheers an empty glass? There you well, go. Well, we are here. We are. Just, just to symbolize <laughs> that we're in We cheers empty glasses. Uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, I'm just going to put it out in the universe. We want to get to 100,000 on the podcast. Yes. yes. That is our like our big numbers oriented goal manifestation yes. 100,000 yes. subscribers on the YouTube channel for the podcast I, I think that's absolutely doable I think we're at like 48 47 yeah, we're almost at 50 like yeah. we're, we're not too far from 50 so we're almost halfway there we got this yeah so I believe our, I believe in our viewers yes if you're listening to this <laughs> help us make it happen <laughs> yes um, but yeah thanks so much for watching we're listening and we'll catch you next week bye bye, bye.